Yesterday, President Biden signed letters retracting the previous administration's announcement to withdraw from the organization. And those letters have been transmitted to the Secretary General of the United Nations and to you, Dr. Tedros, my dear friend. In addition to retracting the notification of withdrawal and retaining membership in the WHO, the United States will cease the drawdown of United States staff seconded to the WHO and will resume regular engagement of U.S. government personnel with the WHO both directly and through our WHO collaborating centers. The United States also intends to fulfill its financial obligations to the organization. The United States sees technical collaboration at all levels as a fundamental part of our relationship with WHO, one that we value deeply and will look to strengthen going forward. Dr. Fraudchi, welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Boy, Biden's been a busy man. He has been messing up everything possible, and it's only been a couple days. It's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Uh, he's going to try to unravel everything that Donald Trump has done in his presidency in as quick of a period of time as he possibly can. It's nice that we're jumping back into the World Health Organization and we're going to dump a bunch of money into a group of people that hid the truth from the world about the China virus and allowed it to spread. They didn't. They weren't forthcoming with any of the information. They lied about what they did have. They misled everybody. So you could spread around this uh, supposed pandemic. So he decided to get back in bed with these people. Yeah, you know, it's only going to be slightly disastrous for the United States. Joe also decided to rejoin the Paris Accord. He make sure that we're going to fulfill our financial obligations with them as well. Again, that's going to be disastrous. That is such an unfair deal for the United States. It costs us a ton of money. It's very unfair how it treats us. They want us to continually reduce our carbon output as much as possible. I think the uh, initial goal is 25%, and then it continues to go up, and they want it all the way up as high as 80%. To put that into perspective, I don't even think North Korea is at an 80% reduction in their carbon output. So I guess we're going to be living with like no lights on. We're going to go back in time and we're going to be living by candlelight at nighttime, no AC. So we're all going to be dying in the summertime. It's going to be great. That sounds like a good idea. And another real sweetheart part of that deal is they come down on us with a vengeance, but places like India and China that are polluting the hell out of the world, they're real light on them. They don't do a whole lot to them. It's a real one-sided deal. It's all meant to destroy us and, you know, do what the Democrats want, which is the rise of China for whatever reason. I guess it just because it lines their pockets good. I mean, because there really is no other reason to lead us to our demise and watch them become the new superpower in the world. Another little tidbit. You know, Joe Biden is uh, supposedly, you know, a great guy and He's not a racist at all. Uh, you know, he's a great guy. Um, it's funny how being not a racist, and I've done a podcast on it called uh, Joe Biden and the KKK because he has 
a lot of problems in his past with racism. But it's funny how he decided to fire or ask him to step down. So we'll say it in a nice way. We're going to ask you to step down. But if you don't, we're going to fire you one way or the other. So we'll just say you step down and that's it. But Jerome Adams, he asked him to step down. So he got rid of the black guy, but he did keep Fauci. So he kept the white guy. The way he tried to fill his cabinet up, it's like he was going down a checklist. Uh, You got a black person, check. You got a gay person, check. Transgender, check. You got a woman, check. Man, check. I mean, he's, you know, he, he didn't pick people out because of their skill level. He picked people out because of what you are, which should be insulting to those people. Although since they don't really have a heart or feelings or don't care about anything, I guess they're just happy to be there. But if it was me, I'd be insulted that you'd pick me, let's say, because I'm the fat guy. Oh, we got to have a fat guy on the team. Check. Joe's there. We're good. (laughs) I'd be kind of insulted that you pick me because I'm a fat guy, not because, you know, I can contribute something really good to help with the survival of the United States. Another executive order that he signed this week that was more disheartening than anything was the reversal of the executive order that Trump signed, um, not allowing biological males to compete in female sports. And I honestly, for me, it's not fair. You know, I think that men should compete with men, women should compete with women. If you've chosen to change your gender and that's your route in life, you know, more power to you, whatever. But as far as it goes in sports, if it's a female sport, it should be pure female. If it's a male sport, it should be male. Because you changed what you are shouldn't give you the right to compete because no matter what anybody wants to say, and I don't care about your hormone replacement or whatever therapies you guys are going through, and I don't care about any of that. Okay. Biologically, you're still a man. You're designed different. Your structure's different. You are going to have the upper hand. So that's not fair to these girls competing because in the end, they're the ones that are never winning when they should be. Because if they're always coming in second place behind somebody who's biologically a man, it's not right. They would be beating out all the actual girls there. So they would be number one. So they don't even get that opportunity. So I don't really agree with that at all. I think that was a pretty crappy deal that he uh, overturned that one, but that is the way of the Democrats. You know, that is just how they roll, man. <laughs> it's It's been that way since day one. Appease, appease, appease. You know, appeal to the single-digit people rather than appeal to the masses. They always have like this little niche they're trying to work with, and if you go through all the polls and the data and everything. It's never the majority who they're appealing to. They're always appealing to the minority. I don't even understand why, you know, you're, you're appealing to that 10% instead of that 90%. You know, it's like if I ran a business, I'm trying to appeal to 90% of people because I'm trying to make money. You know, the 10%, you know, I'm sure they got a little niche shop here or there for you that you could find what you need or, you know, have a little section in there for you too, I guess. But, you know, doing your whole sales pitch idea to the 10% instead of the 90, you know, you're not going to be real successful with it. So that's just my opinion anyways, but he's been a busy guy this week. Uh, the Keystone pipeline. Yep. He, uh, pulled the trigger on that one, stopped production. He doesn't want any more. So that's going to affect Canadian jobs. It's going to affect American jobs. I think it puts right off the rip. I think you're down 3000 American jobs, but the ripple effect with what it's going to do with gas prices and fuel and everything else, Um, I've seen a couple different articles 
that have showed it can impact up to 3 million people or 3 point something million people. I don't remember the exact number, but that's good. Good way to start off the economy. Let's get the, uh, the oil prices jacked way up again. So gas will go back up. People are already struggling to survive and get by. And then he's going to deploy the troops again back overseas because he didn't think Trump should have pulled them out so they can start fighting for oil over there. And we could purchase oil from them again instead of, you know, being the leader in oil production and distribution. And we're making a ton of money and we're actually selling it to the world and we're independent on our energy. Nah, we're not going to do that, man. Let's go buy it from somebody else. Why make it ourselves when we could buy it from somebody else? Because that makes all the sense in the world. He also signed an executive order to immediately stop the building of the southern border wall because I guess Joe's okay with drugs and illegals flooding into the country. He doesn't care about that as well. I mean, this guy is completely dismantling everything Trump did as fast as he can. It's bad for the country because he's taking care of his own selfish interests first rather than putting America first. Everything that he's doing is not helping America. You're actually hurting America. You're going to kill the economy. Um, I know Bernie's calling for a $15 minimum wage and Joe Biden, I think he's going to sign an order if he didn't do it already. And maybe I missed that one that he's going to make the federal mandatory minimum wage $15. Well, let's see. You got people struggling right now to survive through the pandemic with their small businesses. Okay, so nothing is going to kill those businesses faster and really put them out of commission than making sure they got to pay people $15 an hour. You can kiss the rest of that goodbye. His economic plan is absolutely disastrous. I don't even think he has a plan. I think it's just pure hate and get rid of anything Trump, bad, 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 get rid of it all. And in turn, we're the ones that are going to suffer because the economy, believe me, we're going straight in the tank. (laughs) everything that he's putting in place, it's not going to end well. This is going to be very bad for the country, for a lot of Americans. Millions and millions of Americans are going to suffer now under this. I just hope in this time period, people see how bad these policies truly are and how negative they're going to impact the country. So that way, 2022, they vote correctly. And we take back the House, take back the Senate, and regain some sanity up there in Washington. Because they're not sane right now. Uh, there was an article that came out was from thehill.com that the uh, Lincoln Project co-founder says that now that Trump is out of the way, he's going to go full bore after Ted Cruz. God forbid that Ted Cruz wanted to stand up for the country and just make sure that our elections are free and fair and that he wanted to make sure that the integrity of our elections was solid. Yeah, He wanted to do an investigation, let the chips fall where they may, and prove to the people that they can feel secure in voting. And for that move, it has brought down a rain of fire on this poor man. Him and Howley have been getting persecuted. God forbid, again, You're sticking up for America to make sure that our our votes count. I know that's such a terrible and taboo thing to do, but that's what they're getting hammered for. And I don't even know what to say sometimes when you hear stuff like that. I mean, The Hill comes out with an article like that. And then Joe Biden, in his stupid speech, is talking about unity. But then one of the contributors for the New York Times, Will Wilkinson, ends up saying that if Biden really wanted unity, he'd lynch Mike Pence. Oh, that's real unifying. 
you know, let's talk about Lynch and the former VP. That's that's a great way to create unity and love, just like the stupid impeachment. If he really wanted to create unity and he wanted to give everybody a break and say, hey, we're all here to work together, this is not personal, then why don't you call off the impeachment? But Biden ain't going to do that because they're so scared of Trump. They wouldn't dare call that off. They're going to do everything they can unconstitutionally to try and make people believe that that's the way the system actually works, that they can impeach somebody who has already left office. The man's not even president anymore. How do you impeach somebody who no longer holds office? And then it is not constitutional to put in a bill that this man can never run for president again. If that's the case, they could do that to any of us. This is all for show. And in the end, it's all going to blow up in their face anyways, and it's ridiculous. Plus, they got to get to 60 votes, and I don't think they got the votes one way or the other. So this is just a big sham and a show to appease their radical base that they're always reaching out to. Really, these people are sick. But a uh, little bit funnier news that I actually enjoy. Uh, Tennessee mayor lowers town's American flag on the day of Biden's inauguration. Uh, sparks massive criticism, but he's sticking to his guns. Uh, it's Blaze. It's an article that they had. Brewston Mayor Robert T. Keaton III announced Wednesday that the town is grieving for our nation for various reasons. A couple of the reasons were communism and how many people we lost from the China virus and uh, his fear for the republic that it's over. So he, he ended up flying the flags at half staff. And naturally, they're going to criticize the hell out of him because, you know, if they did it, it wouldn't be a problem, but if we do it, it's totally a problem, but he is actually sticking to his guns, defending himself. And no matter what, whatever they want to say, cancel culture, however you want to do it, the day's gone. They already flew it half staff. So, Hey, kudos to him, man. That was a good little, uh, cheap shot that he took at him. Uh, also I did see some footage and now it's supposedly footage from, uh, Biden's inauguration motorcade where the troops instead of standing and saluting as he's going by or standing all you know in line the national guard that was up there uh looked like a good majority of them were turning their backs to the motorcade so i'm not sure how true that is i saw the footage i mean i could see they're not facing him was biden in those particular vehicles did they know did they not know i don't know but if it was and he actually was in the vehicle would not surprise me that they did that to him considering that, you know, all leading up to the inauguration, they were coming up all these stupid conspiracy theories about the troops not being on his side and that they got to serve him and you know, all this crap. And, uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if in the end they shunned him a little bit, but I don't know for sure. Again, that was just a couple clips that I saw floating around social media and it was, you know, they're like a minute long. You can see them. Another fun thing. You know, the left is good for creating like their own monsters, their own boogeyman. And I think most of us knew, and I certainly did, when they decided to open Pandora's box and let Antifa out, I knew that no matter what happened, they were not going to be able to put them back in the box. And Antifa's showing that right now. Antifa rioters attacked the headquarters of the Democratic Party in Portland, Uh, and left anti-Joe Biden messages on the day of his inauguration. Rioters spray-painted F. Biden. Um, They also had put signs up that they don't want Biden, they want revenge. And, you know, it's naturally. I mean, that's what these people do. They're thugs. 
Uh, you opened the box. You allowed them to run wild all summer long. And now you think you could just reel them in and tell them to be good little boys and girls and pat them on their head and say you did what we needed you to do and uh, go home now. And it's not going to happen because you you did something you shouldn't have done. You let these crazy people out into the world and now they're, you know, you're no better than Trump is to them. So it isn't about Trump. It isn't about you. It isn't about America. You've made them feel that everything is so unjust and they are justified because you and Kamala, nobody denounced them. Kamala, not only did she not denounce them, she's bailing them out half the time. So between the two of you jokers, yeah, that's it. You got to deal with it now. Now it's your problem. What are you going to do about it, Joe? What are you going to do, Joe? You're going to sit back and not do nothing about it? Yeah, Joe Biden. I can you imagine? The rest of the world has to be looking at us and laughing at us that we have that bumbling idiot, that one you know, I vowed to myself, I will not be calling him, as I would say, President Trump. That's not, he's just Biden because he ain't my president. He's not going to be, I truly believe he stole the election and that's not happening with me. So between me and him, he ain't getting that love. But reporters are finding out pretty fast about him too, because he's snapping back at them and he's not answering a whole lot of their questions. And he's even, uh, you know, in true Biden fashion, he's misbehaving or he's just looking around like he doesn't know where he is uh, half the time. So I guess the news is not getting out of him what they were hoping to. The reporters were hoping, oh, yeah, we're always fighting with Trump and Trump's such a pain to talk to because he always claps back at you. Well, I guess now you guys are going to have to deal with Biden because he don't look like he's going to be too talkative either. So you think things have gotten better for the most part, they probably just got a whole lot worse. So good job on that. Another executive order that Sleepy Joe's going to end up signing is going to be the uh, pro-abortion. You know, I am anti-abortion. I am pro-life for sure. But he's going to sign a bill refunding abortion clinics. Of course he is. You know, number one racist because all abortion clinics, all, all of them, are in the ghetto. So you're just trying to get rid of the black race. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I really loved how his press secretary came out and she's like, oh, I'd like to remind everybody that Joe Biden is a Catholic and he was just at church. Well, the way I see it, if you are actually a man of God, you cannot be pro-abortion. I'm sorry, I don't know where we got this confused. Because if you are pro-God, then you know that what you have is a gift. And it's a soul and a life that was put in there. So you can't be for terminating a life before it even got out of the womb. I, so I don't even want to hear it. There's just no way. So you telling me he's a Catholic means absolutely squat. I don't care if he's Catholic. I don't care if he's Muslim. I don't care what he is. If he's pro-abortion, that's a problem. Oh, another one I forgot about when I was talking about, I was trying to do it all in the beginning, but as I'm going, it's just, it's hit me. The abortion one just hit me. And now the other one was fracking. You remember how much he was saying he's not, you know, no more new fracking and we're not going to frack. And then when he was up on stage with Trump, I never said that. Well, I didn't, I didn't say no fracking. I, I never said that. I, I, he tried to give you some lame excuse that I, we're going to, we're going to work around it. We're going to stop funding it for federal lands. Well, most fracking is on federal lands. So if you stop it for federal lands and you ain't going to let them frack on there, then guess what? There ain't going to be no fracking. Well, he's 
his cabinet has basically said he's going to sign an executive order stopping fracking. Again, an economy killer, a job killer, goodbye energy sector in the United States. I don't know where this ends, where it's heading is ugly, but man, it's going to be a long four years. You know, I'm hoping for a shorter two years. I'm hoping that most Americans will see what's up and will do really well in in midterms. But up until that point, we're going to be putting up with a lot of nonsense. It was nice to see Trump come back to Florida. Uh, He got a good welcome here, which is nice for him. I also saw that one of Florida's congressmen are trying to rename US-27, the uh, President Donald J. Trump Highway. And hopefully that'll go through because that'll really just chap somebody's khakis. But that'll be uh that'd be nice to see for him. I'm glad he's back here and uh and he's relaxing a little bit with his family because man, that guy, that poor guy has been under fire for the last five years. So I think he's due a little bit of a break. And uh, like you said in his his farewell speech, he's gonna be around. The best is yet to come. I do believe he's got stuff planned. Uh, they got to get through the phony impeachment. And then after that, things will really mellow out for him. I'm glad he's in my home state. And uh, I don't think that's the end of Trump. I don't, I don't, I can't say for sure if he's going to run in 2024 or maybe one of his kids are or however, but he's going to be an influence going forward because he has completely rejuvenated and really changed the party, the Republican party. Um, this is my own personal thought, but I know there's been some talk about, uh, you know, branching out into a third party. And there has been some whispers that it may be called the Patriot party and whatnot. I would just like to say from my point of view, I don't think that that's a good idea. I don't think uh, adding another party is going to help. The only way that that helps is literally if all 75 million people that voted for President Trump changed over to the party, and it's a guarantee that everybody does. Because if not, it's not going to go well for us. Uh, Being that you would split our party into two, and you could honestly say maybe even 30 or 40% of Republicans do not change over. Well, now the Democrats, you know, they're not splitting their party. So they're going to be 100% one way or the other because whether you're a moderate, an extremist, maybe slightly left-leaning, however it is, they all are unified under one party. If you split us up and now you have that extra party, you're not going to get the votes you need to win these elections. So I think the best course of action is to clean house on our party. You know, get these people primaried out. Get people in there that share our values. You know, get these these rhino Republicans, they got to go. People that go in there and promise you a whole lot of stuff that they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to fight and don't do it, they got to go. Let's get new blood in there. Get people that have not been in politics in there that are willing to go up there and take the hits and throw some punches up there to make sure that they're getting the job done for the party. That's my feeling on it anyways. Um... People may disagree with me, but I, I honestly think if you split the party up, I don't I don't think that's a winning strategy. I think a winning strategy is to rebuild what we have and rebuild it back better, as Trump would say. Uh, I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please tell some people about me. 
You can reach out to me, Gmail, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. I'm on all the social media platforms, uh, Cloud Hub, it's Little Joe's CC. I'm still on Twitter for now. I keep saying that, but I'm just waiting patiently for Parler to come back up, and I will be exiting Twitter. But for now, it's uh, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. When uh, Parler comes back up, hopefully I'll still have the same screen name, which is Joe Little. Uh, Besides that, God bless. Have a good night. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you again on Tuesday evening, probably for most of you Wednesday morning.